Hey, you're listening to Orla's Happy Hormones podcast, talking all things female health and wellness. I'm Orla O'Flaherty, a certified naturopath and herbalist, and I'm here to talk about everything from periods, PCOS, endometriosis, health, sex, wellness, and life in general. Here's to happy hormones and a happy you. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Orla's Happy Hormones podcast. I think we are on to episode 17, and I am back after my one-week break from social media and podcasting, and I'm coming back with an episode that is apt. Y'all know how I like to get all personal on you all the time, and so for this week, I've decided to do the podcast on stress and chronic fatigue or adrenal fatigue and burnout and the reason I'm going into this and it's connected to why I took the week off last week because I felt like I was going for so long that I needed to really take a breather for myself and also because I talk about stress all the time and I think that term stress has become so generic now, you know? When someone says they're stressed, it's it's fobbed off by other people because, in my opinion, because everybody is stressed. I've spoken before about the rat race that we're in. But everybody is stressed. Everybody has so much going on in their lives that nobody knows about. And when someone says, oh, I'm really stressed to another person, that person is also really stressed and they can't take on somebody else's stress. Now, I'm not saying that people aren't there and supporting people. I'm just saying what I'm noticing lately is that because everybody is stressed, I think that term stress has just become so, so generic and fobbed off. So that's why I'm wanting to go into the likes of stress and adrenal fatigue and burnout because when we are stressed for so long there is a knock-on effect physically and emotionally. Like nowadays people's lives are burdened with so much pressures between work and family obligations and kids and even the pressure to look like you have it all together and that everything is perfect 100% of the time. So the likes of everyone putting everything up on Instagram that everything is rosy. Look, I'm a culprit of doing that myself. I very rarely put out there when the shit has hit the fan. Um, But yeah, straight up I'll say it now. I feel like the shit has hit the fan for me. So that's why I decided to take a bit of a break for a week. (laughs) But life, it's always had its stresses for everyone. Like, stress is an innate part of life, even going back to the beginning of man. Humans were stressed over whether they would actually eat or whether they would be the dinner. You know, for the likes of a saber-tooth or a mammoth, one of those prehistoric animals. But our stress, it's evolved so many more factors and because of what I'd mentioned the likes of 
work and family and kids and that pressure to please people all the time and please the world of social media for a lot of people out there. Now, I'm not knocking social media. It's the way the world is and it's the way of the future, but it's a matter of um, of not getting caught up in the perfect persona, should I say. Well, like I said, the reason why I'm focusing on stress this week is because I talk about it a lot, but I never really go into the full cycle of what can happen during chronic stress. And we can only run on fight or flight for so long before something snaps within us, be it physical or emotional. At the end of the day, we are human. You know, we all do have our limits and we need to respect those limits and we need to create our own boundaries and and check ourselves when we're going for so long we need to be able to check ourselves and realize hang on hold up a minute something's not right here I, I need to pull back like when we experience stress or our body does kick into that fight or flight and it's for a reason you know like we secrete adrenaline and cortisol our blood rushes to our extremities so we can run it's physiological but it's only meant to be like this for acute stress situations and then they go back to normal but nowadays unfortunately people are in chronic states of stress which can send them into the likes of overwhelm or freeze or freeze mode like being in a state of chronic stress like be it from an emotional upset like poor work environment like your boss is hounding you all the time or worrying about money financial issues the mortgage the rent food putting food on the table things like that or even re- relationship or family stresses or even a physical stress actually like a prolonged illness or a virus being sick for a long time or having a virus that really knocks you for six it all has lasting effects on our bodies and especially on the likes of our adrenal glands. And that we're running for so long before we can't run anymore. And we can go into that state of adrenal fatigue or chronic fatigue. Now, chronic fatigue syndrome is more along the lines, it's post-viral syndrome. Whereas adrenal fatigue is, it's a relatively new term. It was proposed as a new condition in around 1998 by Dr. James L. Wilson. He was a naturopath and a chiropractor. Now, the medical world, they're still actually conducting research on adrenal fatigue. Um, all the symptoms all correlate to the same kind of scenario. But with a lot of the symptoms for adrenal fatigue, other medical issues are are being missed because people aren't actually getting um, like a diagnosis or going and bloods done to see if there is an underlying cause for these, um, say, symptoms. They're just, they're reading up on adrenal fatigue. I'm like, oh, I have this, I have this, I have this, I have this, I have this. I must have adrenal fatigue. Whereas in reality, if you are suffering with a lot of the symptoms of adrenal fatigue, go to your doctor, get your bloods done. you got to make sure that Everything else is in order. Like dysfunction of the thyroid is very similar, has very similar symptoms as adrenal fatigue. So I would always say 
Go and get your bloods done. Go to your doctor. Get your regular NCT. You need to get it done, do you know? But like some of the symptoms of it, now, extreme fatigue. And when I say extreme fatigue, I mean it's like a heaviness. It's a weight that's weighing on your chest. It's weighing on your entire body. You're so tired that you can't function. You can't focus. You can't do anything. And you can only be out of bed for a certain amount of time before you feel like you need to go back and nap. Other symptoms like salt cravings, like really bad salt cravings, hair loss, brain fog again, that not being able to focus, not being able to function. Weight gain is one. Insulin resistance. Some of the key ones are you can't get to sleep at night, but then you can't actually get up in the morning. And having to have stimulus like coffee or coke or, no, when I say coke, not cocaine, Coca-Cola. Having to have stimulants to get you up and get you going for the day. And causes for adrenal fatigue have, they have been noted as the likes of prolonged stress, be it physical or emotional, the post-viral syndrome, and poor lifestyle and diet. It's actually one of the major causes of it, is poor lifestyle and diet. The nutrition that that's out there unfortunately it's convenient but it's not it's not wholesome and really we need to be looking at a wholesome diet rich in loads of vitamins and minerals but people most at risk of adrenal fatigue are the likes of new parents students and caregivers the likes of doctors nurses or family members who are caregivers to relatives people are constantly going all the time but then have that internal stress and worry in the background as well now long-term stress mixed with adrenal fatigue and that can lead to what's known as a burnout now burnout leads people to a point where they can no longer function on a basic human level people end up having to take sabbaticals from work literally taking to bed for like long periods of time and then the compromised immune systems like the immune system then is just completely shot and the reason for this is like a, another negative feedback loop effect as in when you're stressed your digestive system cannot be activated so that means that you're not actually absorbing the nutrients from your food so you're not getting all the goodness from your food and then you're not getting enough vitamins and minerals to keep your immune system boosted. So you keep getting sick. And it becomes a vicious circle going round and round and round. If, if you or someone you know is constantly getting colds and flus and but they've been and they've had their bloods and everything's fine, nothing's showing up, it's something to look at as in are they in a chronic state of stress are they able to absorb the nutrients from their food? Do they need some supplements just to help boost them at that time? When our immune system is compromised, everything else kind of goes out the window. So it's a matter of looking after the gut as well as everything else, not just the adrenal glands, but you really do need to look at healing the gut. There's a direct link between leaky gut syndrome and adrenal fatigue syndrome. Now, in the time of it's okay not to be okay, 
and that's where we are. We are trying to break that taboo and break the cycle around mental illness and things like that. I personally feel as a society we should be making allowances and giving support to each other, especially when it comes to stress. We are talking about how we need to better our men- mental health care system. We're talking about how we need to get people to talk. We're talking about letting people know that it's okay to be depressed, but to talk about it to be able to move forward. But what I find is I don't think we're talking about how when people are stressed. Like I said earlier, I feel that it's fobbed off. Because everybody has busy lives and everybody is go, go, go all the time. But I do feel that that is an area we need to, like I said, start giving allowances and giving support. And even yourself, you know, individually, take the time to take care of yourself first. I went into burnout about five years ago. And that was because I was working a full-time job, Monday to Friday. I was traveling up and down to Dublin every weekend for college and I was doing clinical hours, getting assignments done and then I was also competing in powerlifting and I was heading to the Worlds and I think I went, I think it was something like 93 days without a break and I just, I pushed myself for far too long and for far too hard and I had to, I had to take a break. And it wasn't that I decided to take a break. Nope, my body forced me into taking a break. I had a complete and utter break of cognitive function. I lost all my cognitive function. I couldn't string a sentence together. The words would not come out. And I had no choice but to take a month off work. I was a receptionist. I couldn't answer the phone. I couldn't be around people. It was sensory overload and it was because I pushed my body so hard for so long that something had to give somewhere. And I was running on stress. My stress, I was running on stress and coffee and that was it. Because I wasn't taking care of my nutrition side. Because I literally didn't have time. Whereas I should have been prioritising that. I could have given up training. I could have pulled back on the assignments. And made time for my nutrition. Now, I'll be honest, my mum was a lifesaver. For when I was finishing college. She was making sure that she had meals cooked every day. And I was getting as much into me as I possibly could. And she was coming into me in the sitting room and forcing me to go to bed after 12 o'clock every night. But it's those things that we need to look at and look at what is it that we can prioritise and what is it that we can give up for a while. Because it's okay to give something up. The joys of being a perfectionist and an overachiever, some would say, for me is that I felt that I had to do everything. And it all had to be done perfectly to make sure that I was enough. I couldn't fail. I had to succeed. 
so that I knew that I was enough. And it sent me into burnout, which took me a while to get over. Now, I'd finished college in that year, again, overachiever. Even through it, I went and did it, and I probably shouldn't have. I should have taken a six-month break and gone back and finished. But I wouldn't listen to anyone. <laughs> but once I'd finished that summer, it was like you know, I had to completely relearn how to build balance back in my life again. And I had to take a step back from training. I had to really focus on my food and on my nutrition and build myself up again. And give myself space. And give myself a few months before I went into the venture of setting up my clinic. But look, I get it. I know how hard it is to stop and reevaluate and take something out that you feel needs to be in your life but sometimes we we just have to what I say to people is do a list of everything that needs to be done get a pen and paper do a list of everything that needs to be done and then prioritize that list and what can go because there's always something that can go because if you don't take something out you're gonna go and then you're no use to anybody let alone yourself. Like, it is very difficult to acknowledge that you can't do it all sometimes. <laughs> and look, even myself right now, like only last week, I've had a bit of stress for the last few weeks. And last week, I said, okay. This is one thing I can take out. I can take out social media and I can take out the podcast for this week. And that gives me a little bit of headspace and a little bit of breathing room to just focus on me. Now, I kept the clinic going because I was fully booked and I need to see my clients. But even just that little thing of taking away the social media as in my posts and my stories and my Q&As and then the podcast taking them away for one week just to give myself headspace. And it was the best thing I could have done. It was fantastic, actually. And now I'm back into this week. And I'm I'm better for it, you know? Now, obviously, there's still stressors in life and there's still things that I'm dealing with, as in trying to juggle a lot of things. But even now, I'm, I'm a little tired, so I've given myself permission to take a me night tomorrow night. Just be by myself, chill out, go to bed early, sleep for possibly 12 hours if it was possible. But yeah, it, it's what I'm saying is that we as humans, we have to stop trying to be such perfectionists all the time. And give ourselves permission to rest and give ourselves permission to take a breather because it is well earned. There's a great saying that I always follow and I could be completely wrong, but I think it was by Carl Jung. If it wasn't by Carl Jung, it was by a homeopath, but I think it was Carl Jung, the psychotherapist. Um, 
What you resist persists. What you accept dissolves. So basically, if you keep resisting that you're in a stressful situation or you're in chronic stress and you keep fighting that stress and going, 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 it's just going to keep happening and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. But if you can sit for a minute and acknowledge to yourself, okay, I'm too stressed. I can't keep going like this. So when you accept it, it's easier for you to put a plan in place of how to reduce out all the stress because it is having a negative impact on your health and your wellness and your overall life really now there are other things that you can do to help yourself as well as acknowledging the stress in your life but looking at the likes of nutrition like I spoke about it already like food unfortunately food has become convenient and especially for people who are really stressed and running around all the time you don't have time to cook I, I get that but it's even make, making simple changes like making sure your breakfast is on point if you can make sure that you are having a good nutritious breakfast every morning look at the nutrients that you're getting in there and then every week add in something else add in a nutritious snack and then a couple of weeks later look at prepping your lunches having good lunch that's filled jam-packed with veggies and good quality proteins and healthy fats so balanced diet is that is what's needed but also the likes of just reducing out inflammatory foods is really important like the likes of refined carbs and trans fats alcohol coffee fizzy drinks all these stimulant foods they're, they're not nourishing the body. If anything, they're actually taking energy away from you. Then like a diet rich in flavonoid foods. So flavonoids are a phytochemical found in loads of root veggies like sweet potatoes and carrots, etc. Like turnips, parsnips, berries, things like that. They're full of anti-inflammatory compounds and that's what's going to help bring the body the body, the body back to a place of balance. And then also good quality protein. Protein is crucial for the production of healthy fats, especially in the adrenal glands and the hypothalamus. I think I just said there that protein is essential for the production of healthy fats. See? Tiredness. No, protein is essential for the production of healthy hormones. And healthy fats are also crucial for the production of healthy hormones so good quality protein sources so the likes of organic beef organic chicken wild salmon i know these things are expensive but if you are suffering with adrenal fatigue or chronic fatigue syndrome or you're running on so much stress just even for a month look at buying good quality produce and then also foods that are rich in vitamin c and b vitamins and especially b5 and b6 these are really really crucial for your adrenal gland health and also for your nervous system because yes it's your adrenal glands but your nerve it's having a knock-on effect on your nervous system and then that brings me on to supplements like loads of antioxidants are needed right now for adrenal fatigue and adrenal insufficiency you really need to be looking at antioxidants 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 
So looking at high doses of vitamin C, vitamin C is a really good antioxidant. So is zinc and selenium. Um, vitamins A and E also. Basically, I call them the ACE vitamins, vitamins A, C, E, and then selenium and zinc. Really, really beneficial. Then your B vitamins needed for your proper hormone production, for proper nervous system function, for brain function. Then magnesium is crucial because if you're stressed, your nervous system is just so wiry. And I've talked about it before, how magnesium is really important for coating the myelin sheath that's around your nervous system. And when that's not there, it's that term known as wiry. So it's really, really important to be getting magnesium into you. And then herb-wise, like, traditionally, the likes of Avena and licorice and ashwagandha, all the adaptogenic herbs would traditionally be used for supporting adrenal health it helps to they would help to just give that little bit of energy back into the body and support the entire nervous system as well it's they're really the adaptogenic herbs are are really good for supporting stress uh, be it physical or emotional or mental so yeah, the likes of ashwagandha or eleutherococcus. Rhodiola is a one I'm seeing a lot of people taking lately. But the thing is that a lot of people don't realise that rhodiola shouldn't be taken long term. You can take it for a couple of days at a time. But it's it can have a negative effect when you're taking it long term. So look at safer options like the likes of your Avena, which is oat straw. When we're talking about herbs, you always have to be quite mindful of um, the plant chemicals and the phytochemicals and any sort of interactions, as with supplements. And if you're on any sort of medications, you always need to always just check with a, a healthcare practitioner or a herbalist if you are looking to, to start taking something. But yeah, nourishing the body from within with good foods supplements but as well removing yourself yourself from external stressors that really makes a huge difference and if you can't remove yourself from an external stressor learning coping mechanisms so meditation yoga journaling journaling is fantastic for sitting down and writing out everything that's on your mind it just helps to give clarity because when you're brain is working overtime it's just going round and round and round in circles so really looking at learning how to calm the brain and getting the information out of your head so writing it down is always a great tool I find and being gentle on yourself knowing that it is okay to be stressed if you are stressed go tell someone you're stressed and tell them that you need support because it's, again, like I said, the one thing, the world that we're in right now, with it's okay not to be okay and go and talk to someone. And what I'll say instead of go and talk to someone is go and ask someone for support. We all need support every now and then. And it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of courage and bravery to show your vulnerability 
and to show that you do need help and you do need support. And people want to help people. That's what I love about human nature. People want to be able to support each other and to help carry the load when needs be. So like I said, instead of going and talking to someone, go and ask for help, go and ask for support, and then the talking comes. So that's this week's episode on adrenal fatigue. Now, I didn't go fully into the science and everything behind it. I will be doing a more in-depth podcast on adrenal fatigue down the line. But for now, I kind of wanted to just go into the emotional side of it for people. Just to let people know that it is okay to be stressed. And it's okay to ask for support. For now, happy Thursday and happy hormones everyone and have a great weekend.